Welcome to the Chad and Chong episodes where we have conversations about performance, production, and everything in between. I'm Chad. And I'm Chong. And I just did the lip smacking thing that, <laughs> I, that I hate. Man. Yes. Yes, you did. Sheesh. And I'm trying to be more cognizant of that. Uh, <laughs> welcome to today's episode, guys. We have an exciting episode for you today. If you could tell, you can't. It's hard to tell. Well, if you can tell, Chong's got the mouse going on. Yes, sir. Snow White's castle. Yep. Um, we've also got new microphones. Shout out to Mark Bilderbach and MXL Mics. This is the new BCD1 um, podcast microphone, specifically made for podcasts. So we're super excited. This is our first time using it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it sounds pretty good. And they look really nice. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, go and check that. Uh, check these mics out. MXL uh, BCD1. They're everywhere. Sweetwater, Vintage King. Um, we're not sponsored by any of them, but I'm not just yet. Letting you know where to find it. Yeah, Amazon probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to our topic. If you guys didn't get it, um, today we're gonna talk about Disneyland. More specifically, if you guys didn't know, Chong, who plays the drums, has been playing um, specifically at California Adventure this uh, Christmas season. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and it's called the Festival of Holidays, and they've been playing on the Palisade stage, which is the big stage right in front of the Mickey's um, Fun Wheel and the fountain where they have uh, World of Color. Yeah. But Chong, you've actually played in more places than just <laughs> California Adventure around the park. Yeah. Um, tell us like where all... Because this isn't something that just any musician or anybody gets to do. Um, playing in Disneyland, um, tell us like how you got plugged in, how it started, like where did you play? Like tell us all about it. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I actually did a wedding. Uh, you you were at this wedding actually. It was with um, for Kevin uh, Jimenez. Oh, okay. Yeah, him and uh, and and, and uh, CK. We did a wedding out in um, Redlands, I believe. The the place uh, is called the Grove, mm-hmm. maybe. And um, we initially met there. And I also happened to do a gig with, her, uh, her name is Tina Aldana, the, the artist that I play for at Disneyland. Um, we, we did uh, a couple of rehearsals for this wedding and we ended up performing. And it was probably one of the best weddings I've done to date as yeah. far as like crowd interaction, dancing, just like it was hype. And it was I was crazy. part of that crowd. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you were part of that crowd. And, uh, you know, Kev, shout out to you, man. It was an amazing wedding. And so anyway, you know, uh, Tina and I connected and uh, we kept in touch uh, throughout the, the coming months. And she told me, hey, like, are you ever interested in playing Cajon? Or can, actually, she asked me, um, can you play Cajon? And I was like, yeah, of course. You know, I have the whole setup, you know, shaker, tambourine, all this stuff, you know. And little side note, Cajon originates from Peru, hmm. not from Spain. Came Amigos y Amigas. Uh, and, and can you translate Cajon into English? Cajon, the box. The box the instrument. Box. The one that you sit on and play where your back is killing you if you play it for too long. It's a literal box. Yeah, it's, it's a little a box. box. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she asked if I could play the instrument. I said, yeah, of course. You know, and so she's like, okay, cool. Like, I have these gigs that I do um, at times at Downtown Disney. Um, at that time, it was in front of HOB, House of Blues. It was HOB, and now it's Splitsville, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so we used to uh, perform there. This is back in uh, 2018. And, uh, you know, so we connected that way, and, and then 
pretty much that was it. I did one or two gigs. Then I didn't hear from Tina for, for months, you know, and all of a sudden she hits me up for this thing called Festival of Holidays, uh, which is still going on at pretty much every year. I don't know how long it's been running for, but uh, since I started in 2018, it's been called Festival of Holidays and they, they have different themes, parades, you know, all obviously Christmas oriented. And so we ended up uh, starting to perform at, they call it the Paradise Garden Stage, which is right next to the Goofy Ride. So we perform there, you know, for about a two-month period. You know, it's typically about uh, two to three times a week. And then from there, you know, uh, they started hitting Tina up to, to do uh, Food and Wine Festival. So Food and Wine Festival is during, I believe, month of March mm -hmm. uh, to, to May. That's and that's spring. also a two-month period. Mm -hmm. And then Disney also just started doing the summer season mm -hmm. uh, during like June through August or something like that. I was a part of a couple of dates. And then uh, this uh, Festival of Holidays came up again. And uh, Tina decided to call the band Tina and the Sounds of Celebration Band. Or Tina and the Sounds of Celebration is what it is. And, um, you know, we've been performing there three times a week for the last uh, two months, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, 6 p.m. and 7.15. Both of the same shows, uh, two half-hour sets, probably the best setup we've had at Disney because before we've had to do, we show up around 11.30 a.m., get into, you know, set up our instruments, start performing around 12, and now we're not done till 6. You know, so it's a, it's a pretty much all-day event, you know, all-day thing that we have to do. Now, for this season, we show up at 4.30 uh, to get picked up, you know, to, to uh, get taken to the park, and then we're done by 7.45. Two half-hour sets, all our production with the script. We run tracks. You know, it's a whole whole shebang. So it's, it's been a blessing, man, for sure. That's cool. So uh, what kind of music do you play, I guess, specifically for this? Is it just like a bunch of Christmas music yeah. because it is, you know, the holidays? Right. What kind of music do you guys play? Well, we do a mix of, uh, you know, a different styles of, of Latin music. We actually, um, the, the Disney executives reached out to Tina and said, we want it, it to be um, kind of around Latin America. So we did, this, you know, she decided to do some salsa, merengue, uh, rock in Espanol, some Brazilian, Afro-Brazilian stuff in there. You know, we kind of touch on different styles of music within the show. We do maybe two or three uh, Christmas songs, not, not too many, only because for some reason they didn't want it to be just Christmas oriented, even though it's meant for the Christmas season it didn't really make sense to us but you know it, it is what it is and that you know we've been doing that so you know our intro is like conga from miami sound machine gloria estefan you know and then we end up we also end the set with rhythm of the night uh by gloria estefan miami sound machine so it's you know covering different styles from different countries of latin america you know um and and they're very short you know the longest song we have i think is maybe two two minutes and 45 seconds mm. something like that you know so it's they, pretty high energy it, yeah it's pretty high energy for the most part you know and every, again everything is scripted it has to be a half hour because after the second set they have to tear down the whole stage <clears throat> bring down the stage and then get ready for watercolor which is right after we finish. Wow, so there's yeah. a big changeover. Yeah, big changeover, yeah. And it's pretty fast. They have maybe six or seven people on deck, you know, ready to go and just help with, you know, tearing down all the equipment. You know, uh, normally I'll leave my stuff there, uh, my cymbals, and, you know, I, I don't have to bring my drums, thankfully. Um, <laughs> you know, if you know anything about being a drummer, 20, 30 minutes of setting up, you know, your instrument and stuff. But uh, yeah, and then uh, I'm running Ableton for, for these, you know, mm -hmm. for the tracks that that um, we're running for these songs. You know, thank you to Chino, by the way, for helping me with the setup. You know, I wasn't too familiar with the program, and so he helped me a lot. And uh, now- So now are you triggering Ableton I'm as well? I'm triggering Ableton okay. as well, yeah. So you have a little setup next yeah, to you. I have a little setup. And then the days where Norman, our MD, is not there, I typically have taken, you know, the, the, MD, the role, MD role, you know, kind of uh, telling the band, hey, here's the next 
song. You know, I try to tell Tina this was coming up, you know, just giving everybody a heads up. And then I'm also triggering tracks. So I'm, I, a lot of people say, Kev, you got to smile. You got, you know, you're performing, you're playing at Disney. You got to look happy. But I'm trying to really focus, you know, and make sure that I'm not going to mess up, that make sure that I trigger the right track because it's all numbered. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't have like a MIDI controller, um, you know, so I try to make sure that it's just, it's, it's a perfect show because it has to be. It's, it's, it's Disneyland. You want it to, to be as pleasant as possible, you know, and just as seamless as possible, I think mm. is the, the more, more of the, the proper word. So it sounds like you have your hands pretty full yeah. for this show. <laughs> it's what, like three, three day, nights a week. Yeah. Three nights a week. And Correct. you're doing a couple sets per night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so talk about all the prep that needs oh, to happen man. for this. So yeah. like, how did, who came up with a set list? Did you guys rehearse before? Yeah. How about like, how do you even sound check for something like that? Because obviously you don't want to sound check at the park right. while kids are yeah. listening and you know Disney's all about the magic right can you show us like a little bit behind the scenes like how the magic all comes together yeah if you watch on YouTube you'll see some of the behind the scenes stuff which I was able to record I recorded maybe four or five shows oh, so I have cool. like you know two or three hours worth of footage on there um, I, I'm actually going to create a vlog on my separate YouTube channel mm-hmm. so you know for, for you guys to watch but yeah the prep was man we did let's see we did four rehearsals actually five rehearsals okay. three of them were out in um, in Los Angeles in North Hollywood specifically um, they were about maybe two to three hours of each rehearsal and you know and Tina you know Tina is a perfectionist that's one mm-hmm. thing She not only is she a, a, an amazing performer and a great singer but she's a perfectionist she loves it to be as great as possible and wants it to be as um, as perfect as possible honestly is what she looks for you know so when she was uh, organizing these rehearsals you know she wanted to make sure okay let's run the set as many times as we can you know so that way the two or three hours that we are rehearsing is it's as efficient as possible mm-hmm. you know one of the days we went to which was awesome man we went to California Adventures to rehearse and we rehearsed at uh, Hyperion Theater mm. which if you guys know about that theater that's where they used to, to hold the the Aladdin show Aladdin, and yeah. Frozen, Frozen. And, and awesome awesome I had never you know um, performed in there and really we didn't perform it was more of a rehearsal but it's just it so you rehearsed on stage yeah on stage at the Hyperion yeah. Theater yeah. wow we were there you know for about maybe four or five hours you know they said you know we're gonna run through the set a couple times so the executives were there we performed wow. in front of the executives and this is you know after <clears> four or five rehearsals so you know we tried to make sure that the, the, the show was as if we were already performing mm-hmm. in front of a crowd you know so when you say in front of executives mm-hmm. does that mean like they're actually also giving you notes and tips oh yeah and, yeah oh, and they're, really? no, they're known for, for um, editing your show on hand so they will tell you hey actually we prefer this song after this one or this song is too long or this actually this song doesn't really fit the vibe of what we're going for and they'll tell us and thankfully man they made no edits wow they they were like we love the show we keep it you know to to the half hour you guys have already set the only thing they actually uh, asked us to do was because of uh, the second set that goes straight into World of Color um, they told us look we want to keep the the half hour set we actually want to trim it down to 28 minutes okay so they said if you can find a way to you know make sure that we do the 28 minutes instead of half an hour for the second set that'd be amazing so we end up deciding to cut um, Oye Mi Amor which is a song by Mana uh, it's a rock and espanol song actually so we cut that song uh, you know to fit the 28 minute mark 
Um, you know, so that was uh, that was at, per request of, of the executives just to fit and make sure that the the tech team had enough time to tear down uh, the setup, you know, the, the stage and make sure that they're ready to go for World of Color, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, we rehearsed at Hyperion Theater for one of the days. And then we also did a overnight rehearsal on the actual stage at Palisade Stage. We mm. showed up <laughs> at 12 a.m., so when the park closes. Yes. California Adventure closes at 10 p.m., right? right. So by, by 12 a.m., everybody's already gone for okay. sure. So we're, we show up at uh, 11.30. They pick us up in the van. We get to the park. And then it's actually starting to sprinkle. So we're sitting around. You know, we're like, okay, are we going to sound check or not? Like, you know, is it going to happen? And so we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And now it's 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock. And they finally tell us, yeah, Overnight rehearsals not happening. Wow. This was a Sunday evening. Uh, you know, thankfully I had nothing to do on, on Monday. Um, but yeah, we didn't get out of the park till 3.30 a.m. And we actually never ended up sound checking. Wow. So they asked us, you know, are you guys available to come on a separate day? You know, sometime this following week, we really want to do this overnight rehearsal with you guys because we have to set up the lights, you know, make sure that they fit each song, all this stuff. We just want you guys to run the whole show. And so sure enough, you know, the following week we, we showed up. It wasn't cloudy, but it was very cold. It was probably 45 degrees, you know, and it, again, 12 a.m. call time. You know, we got out of there around 2.30, uh, 2.45 a.m. the next time. I think that was actually a Saturday um, that we ended up doing that. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty hectic, man. Pretty hectic, mm -hmm. you know. But you know, it's it's necessary because it's it's Disney, and they want it to be as perfect as possible. That's really the only way I can yeah. you know really describe how they operate there. Yeah, you know. So that was your only sound check on the actual stage. Yeah, and they they I'm assuming they just save everything. Yep. Yep. And every time that you go on for a show, yeah, it's just you're right on. It's exactly. showtime. Yep. They normally would do an introduction, you know, the the voiceover, the the girl. I don't know. I'm trying to find out who it is, man. There's this girl that's, you know, she does all of our introductions. Mm -hmm. uh, she's been doing them for the last four or five years, you know. And Tina's had different names for the band. It's the oh, Tina yeah. Aldana band, and now it's the Tina and the Sounds of Celebration, um, you know. But uh, yeah, normally that will be our intro. We do a little swell in, you know, with, with if you don't know what swell, it's just you know kind of like shimmering on, on cymbals. We have a pad with, with our, you know, with our keyboards and, and bass is kind of doing some low end stuff. And then he's, he'll let me know, Hey, go ahead, let's start the show, you know, uh, hit, hit the button and then we're, we're off, you mm -hmm. know? And, and, and thankfully, man, we haven't had any major mishaps. Wow. Actually, no, I will say this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally wrong. One of the days I, uh, forgot my laptop charger. Oh no! I, you know about this, though, right? No. I did, you know? Okay, so we uh, um, it was a Sunday afternoon, and I was like, you know what? I realized I didn't have my laptop charger with me. Before I got to the park, I went to Best Buy, bought a I think they call it a MagSafe, mm -hmm. yeah, a MagSafe two uh, adapter or charger. I show up to the park, and this is going into the second set. I go up to the computer, and I realize it's only three percent. Left on on the uh, uh, in the battery on the battery, and so I'm like, oh my goodness! So I haven't even opened the charger yet. I have the sound tech. I'm like, hey, can you can you help me out real quick? It's like two, it's three minutes before the show. So I'm like, can you open this box and just take out the charger so I can plug it in real quick? She's like, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. She opens the box, gives me the charger. I plug it in. Tell me why. It's the wrong one. It's the wrong one. <laughs> and tell me, and this is why I get so upset with Apple oh. users. And maybe I might get some hate for this too. But look, Apple users are always telling me, yo, Kev, switch to iPhone, man. iPhone's the best thing ever. iPhone this, iPhone that. The ecosystem's amazing. Look, I have 
uh, a Mac computer. I have, actually, I have two MacBooks. I have an iPad and I have an iMac. Okay, it's not that I'm against Apple. I just don't like the iPhone operating system. I prefer Android. I have a Samsung S22 Plus. He doesn't like it. A lot of the homies don't like it. But you know what? I love my phone. I love the way it operates. And I just don't like all the restrictions that Apple has when downloading apps. They're really strict, as you know. So anyway, I've never made the change. But tell me why the Apple charger that I bought, the MagSafe 2, is only... There are five small pins Mm -hmm. that should plug in Mm -hmm. seamlessly to your computer. But instead of it seamlessly plugging into your computer, it was like this much smaller on the mm-hmm. second one. Mm-hmm. The one I have for the M1 was like a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't working. So guess what? By the time the second show started, the, the computer died. So I'm like, okay. And on top of that, we didn't have our MD. We didn't have percussion. And we also had a sub keyboard player for the day. So what could have went wrong that day did go wrong. You know, we made it work. Thankfully, we know the show so well that we, you know, I just had to count in the songs, you know, whatever. And, you know, we, we ended up killing the show, which is amazing, you know. But nonetheless, it's just like, man, this sucks because, you know, I, I didn't expect that to be the case, you know. So that was probably the only major mishap that, you know, was unfortunate, you know. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was it was great. Man, but okay. Apple, step, step up your game, man. So this is probably just a question that, that I really want to know the answer. Yeah. But is there like a secret path that you guys take to get onto the stage? Can you tell us? Okay, so when you when you get to Disneyland, yeah, from from the po- point that you park, I'm sure there's a specific parking. Yeah, then there's somebody that picks you up. Can you just tell the audience and myself what is that path? Where do you go through? Because if if you guys are big, huge Disney fanatics, we all know that Walt Disney World is built on the second floor, so there's a whole <laughs> corridor underground. But I want to know, because I used to play at, at House of Blues, uh-huh. and even then at Downtown Disney, there was like some back ways and corridors. Yeah. Can you tell us the path of how you uh, get on stage? Yeah, there are some things that I can say and some things that I, that I, I, I can't say. Oh, you obviously. can tell our viewers everything. But I, <laughs> um, Normally, we park at the cast member parking lot. I'm not going to say where that's at, but it, it is a cast member parking lot. We typically will park there, and we have a van that comes and picks us up. Here's the funny thing though. We started, we have a, a, I think it's an 11 piece band, okay? I'm the only person that takes a van. (laughs) What do you mean? It's literally every, three times a week, unless we have a sub musician, I'm the only person that takes this van. Why is that? Okay, the rest of the band will park at a separate parking lot because they don't want to wait for the rest of the band to show up. Mm. Even though our call time is pretty strict, we have to be there by 4.30 and we, we, they only, we only have a five minute grace period. So it's not like the band's gonna wait very long, you know? I'm the only one that will take my stuff on a Sunday afternoon and you know put it on the trunk, whatever, take my, my, my wardrobe, and I'm the only one that takes the van. So every, every week I feel bad because they, they send one driver to pick me up in a van. They send a truck driver to pick up the rest of the band because we have percussion. They have to bring their setup. Keyboards has to bring their setup. And their guitar, obviously, Alejandro does. So three of them go in a truck. I'm the only one that takes a van every week. So you got like the VIP treatment. I, got, I get the VIP treatment. Yes. 
So uh, it's it's pretty cool. But at the same time, it's like I feel bad because I'm the only one taking the van, you know? So anyway, they pick us up. They, they take us to the backside of California Adventure. So I see, you know, all the stuff, the behind-the-scenes stuff, costumes, all this, you know, different different type of uh, attires that they have. And then we park on the backside of uh, Avalon Street, which is where uh, Pacific Wharf is at. Mm. So underneath there, underneath there, there's steps and all these different things. But know. isn't that like water? Is that where water no, is? No, there, we're right next to water, but no, we're not on top of like, you know, we're not like like walking over water like oh. Jesus, bro. Come on. So man. it's like underground. It's underground. Yeah, underground. Yeah, there's steps there, you know. And so there's a, a underground green room that we normally will hang out at after during our breaks. Uh, normally, I'll go there first, you know. Just, Please tell me you have footage of this. I do have footage of this. So stay tuned, viewers. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then uh, from there, we take some steps, uh, some stairs actually, to get to the stage, Palisade stage. And then you know, typically they'll they'll rope it off because um, by the second set, we, you know, it's kind of crazy. But we always have to walk over these ropes, and it's kind of uh, frustrating at times because I'm carrying my backpack, I'm carrying my symbol bag, and sometimes the rope is pretty high, so I'm having to play some. Is it called limbo? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go underneath it or go over it. It depends how high they set up the ropes. But yeah, and then we just wait side stage for a little bit, a couple minutes, and then you know I'm typically on stage about two to three minutes prior to when we have to start. You know, um, and then yeah, we, we we get the show going and from there. So oh, that's pretty cool. That's some some crazy back behind the stage yeah. <laughs> insight for you guys. Um, so, so you know, obviously not everybody gets to play at Disneyland. This is a, a once in a lifetime kind of experience. Both of us grew up huge Disney fans. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in our third decade of life, we still enjoy going yeah. to the parks and yeah. just um, experiencing the magic. Now you get to be a part of the magic, right? But I'm sure it's not all glitz and glamour, right? Can you can you just tell us a couple of points? What are a couple of you know huge pros and cons now that you've played in Disneyland and um, you know for 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 those who are aspiring to maybe someday you know play there or who actually get to watch these bands play there? What are some pros and cons yeah. about playing at Disneyland? Definitely, uh, some pros I, I'd say off the bat it's the fact that you get to say that you've performed at, at Disneyland, you know, or California Adventure specifically, you know, uh, Watercolor. It's the biggest stage at the park, um, you know. So the fact that you get to tell people, and not only that, but you get to invite your friends if they have their annual pass or even if they're visiting for the day hey come and check out a show it's not you know it's technically free if you have your pass but you know you're spending money throughout the day with food and all that stuff but it's a free show if you're already there you know um yeah it's it's pretty awesome and just to have uh you know the experience of of seeing friends come and enjoy the show get to talk for a little bit hang out you know there's been times that yeah once i finish at the park i'll just you know drive myself to to um uh you know the regular parking lot, and then I'll, I'll you know I'll sign myself in, and I'll go back and hang out with the friends that came came to visit. You know that's what I typically have done in the past. And I'll say this too because I I always thought okay if we get to perform at Disneyland, like I know so many of my other friends that are cast members, well they probably have sign-ins, they have comp tickets. I'll probably get that too because I work at the park. That's not the case, unfortunately. Um, Chad was telling me, hey bro, like we should. We should try to organize a day where you know where you can get me in. I'll I'll, I'll shoot some BTS stuff for the podcast. I was like, dude, that'd be great, but I can't get you a pass. <laughs> no comps. We don't get any of that, unfortunately. I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but they used to actually give three or four comps to subcontractors that work for the park. Um, and so you know, I was like, man, that would be awesome if they brought that back. But you know, fortunately, they they haven't. And you know, those are I say that's one con. I, I you know, I wish they would kind of. Uh, you know, bring that back for us because it's it's something that's you know you 
you want people to come out support or you want to bring out a family member or your girlfriend or you know close friend whatever the case is you know and since you are playing at the park for about a two month period you would think that they would hook it up that way but they don't unfortunately um, so that's a con the food is not free either so we have to pay for our own food. It's not like included in a per diem. Normally that's a, you know, you know, in any musical setting, professional setting, um, you get per diem per day, which is, you know, maybe, you know, 50 to 75 bucks, whatever the case is, uh, we don't get that, unfortunately. So whatever we, we buy, we pay out of pocket, mm. you know, for, um, you know, so yeah, that's, uh, that's another con. I'm um, trying to think of, you know, yeah, anything else. I mean, yeah, there's not, there's not too many cons, but those are the two I would say that come to mind, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh I wish they could change a little bit. So, yeah. So now that you've you've played in Disneyland, what's kind of some advice that you could give to somebody who maybe, you know, aspires to, you know, to do that? I mean, obviously, like for you, it didn't sound like there was an audition process or something. Right. I mean, it sounds like it was through relationship for and, sure. um, you know, being a cool hang, these kinds of things that we talk about. You know, what kind of advice can you give them? Connect with the musicians that work there, you know, or if you know an artist, you know, that that is performing there. Work your butt off, you know, try to try to really, I always talk about versatility, you know, um, at that, uh, at the park, we don't just play, you know, Latin music, we also do pop, we also do some rock, you know, so I, so when I've been called to play at the park, it's for those reasons, you know, because I can play those different styles of music and I try to play them obviously as authentically um, as I can, you know, to make sure that it sounds like, you know, yeah, this is a rock song. This is a pop song. This is a Latin song. You know, Latin is a little bit more intricate because, you know, you have so many rhythms that fall within uh, the category of Latin music, you know, but typically it's, it's, you know, cumbia music, some merengue, some salsa. Those are really the the, the top three styles that we cover at the park. You know, uh, if you're, trying to get your music career going and, you know, and that's an aspiration of yours. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to say that you get to play at one of the most well-known locations in the world, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was really, I was thinking about this chat like the other day, I was like, man, like there are millions of people that visit the park and uh, you know, how much money goes into, into the spending at Disney, you know? And, you know, we as musicians get to be a part of the experience. Just hearing those compliments, man, it's always an amazing thing. And it makes you feel like, man, you're contributing to somebody's happiness. Somebody's, you know, maybe they didn't have a, a great week, but they visited the park. They saw the band play. Everybody's trying to smile on stage except me because I'm trying to focus on the tracks and <laughs> rest of the stuff, you know. But yeah, they get to be a part of that experience, you know. So it's all to me, it's all about that, you know, making sure we set up a, an amazing experience for for the, the visitors that come and, and check us out, you know. So yeah, aspiration wise work work your butt off that's that's really what it comes down to you know if, if you love it enough you, you're going to dedicate time and you're going to you're going to sacrifice you're going to commit that's what it's all about well thank you guys so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed that special episode a little <laughs> behind the scenes look into playing into disneyland um thanks again for tuning in we really do appreciate your support as always please you know, continue to support us by liking uh the video if you're on youtube subscribing to us um following us on our social media uh liking and leaving a five-star review and apple Podcasts on spotify and um yeah make sure you guys tune in for the next episode